Hello, everyone. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode with Joe McAdam is about the last live show at the Wonderland Ballroom, which is also in the podcast feed. I'm releasing them on the same day on Friday, October 8th. This is episode 799. We've been doing this for since 2008, so a very long time. It is 2021 right now. We have a Patreon account. Please consider donating. The link to do that is in the podcast description. Uh, some of the things that we are referenced in the show are also in the podcast description. If you've listened to the show at all in the last, well, since quarantine, uh, you'll know how much I enjoy talking to Joe. This is no exception. Uh, follow him. That's in the link. Read his stuff. That's in the podcast description. It's all there. Here's the show. Let's party. Uh, when was the last time you were at a party? When you gave everyone COVID? Uh, <laughs> I went to a party uh, on Tuesday. Midweek LA party? Hell yeah, dude! It's LA. There's no, there's no weekend. Your your construct of weekdays and weekends meaningless. Thirty single and married people without <laughs> kids. Mid Tuesday parties. Oh my god, no! I was the oldest person at this party. <laughs> Wait, how old? It was, it was. It was. I'm. I'm 37. I, I just turned 37 last week. Uh, I'm a fresh late 30s, and uh, I this party was filled with influencers and young folks and uh, things of that nature. Why? Why not? No, this is all. This is all true. It was a party that was loaded with um, you know younger people. And then why were uh, you at a party for younger people? What do you don't think I can get invited to parties? We. <laughs> well, yeah. Tell me how you got invited because I don't. <laughs> No, you just got invited to a into a nice uh, party of someone's birthday, um, and it was just one, it was like one of those parties. that's just so big you don't really know anybody there, um, and but they did have food, and so I, I just uh, hung out, had a little bit of uh, beans with my <laughs> wife. Uh, they had she she had a plate of beans, and uh, everybody that was younger looked like they were having way less fun. So, <laughs> wait, what kind of beans? Like it, like pinto beans. Oh, they had like a they had like a taco uh, station, and oh, with so they beans just and rice. Serving plates of beans. It was a taco. Now, I mean, if you're if you're doing it right, you're getting the beans. <laughs> so uh, you you've been loving your best life because I saw you in Vegas. Yeah, man, I'm 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 just spreading COVID all over the damn place, <laughs> and uh, confined casinos. I can't think if you didn't get COVID in LA a few months ago, you would have definitely got it at Kiss Mini Golf. Likely, yes, I do lick the putters. Do the putters say "lick it up"? Lick it up, yeah. God, they should. There's, it's. Have you ever been? You gotta go. You gotta Kiss go. Mini Golf in Vegas. <laughs> No, I haven't been. Yeah, <laughs> I'd buy a timeshare to make it so I could go there weekly. I would, I would willingly be scammed. Okay, well, uh, so I could play. I'm Kiss assuming Minigol. you went to Vegas because Ween was playing. I did. I went to go see a concert. Yes, I went to go see Ween. Now I know you love Ween. You recently wrote about Ween, and that's great. How did I mean? I. I Kiss and Ween to me make a lot of sense together for some reason. But uh, did you know about Kiss Mini Golf before you went to the Ween show? How do these two intersect? 
I think I've probably been to Kiss Mini Golf four times. Wait, um, what? I've 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 gone there every single time I've been in Las Vegas for the past like however many years. They've changed locations. I've been at them at two different locations. Um, they're at the Rio now, but they used to be on their own property. But it's it's great. They've they've downgraded since going to the Rio. They they don't have um, one of the animatronic band things that they used to have, but it's still pretty cool. Wait, what? So it was like a Chuck E. Cheese type band? Yeah, I, th- I if I'm remembering correctly, it was like it was, this was like probably six years ago I went, but like it's like the on the last hole I think when you hit it in, the, there's like yeah, like a, a, a Chuck E. Cheese style band of of like robotic Kiss guys that jam when you hit the last shot in. Oh, what but they don't have that anymore. What they if used you to, had to work there. Yeah, it's it's very funny. Uh, the people that, like during I I want to say like maybe every half hour the whoever the like the clerk is or the cashier is or whatever at the place, I think they're required to give out a piece of history over the loudspeaker, um, and so it'll interrupt you like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, your your uh, piece of history for the day is uh, in 1975. Uh, Kiss's manager, Doc McGee, signed them to Casablanca Records. Like, it's just the dumbest, like, this bored, like, maybe teenager? I don't know. Wow. It's fantastic. It's what it's such an experience. You can't get it anywhere else. There's a reason. Yeah, no, it's not wanted. <laughs> it's unpopular. Well, yeah, was it popular when you were there? Were you guys the only group? There's people ahead of us. There's a group behind us. It was jammed. How much is Kiss Mini Golf? Um, I uh, probably a little bit under. We had four players. I think probably spent like forty-five bucks each or total. Total. So it's like on like an average mini golf. Yeah, it's what you would expect to pay for mini golf. I think, but full theatricality and Kiss trivia. Yeah, you can shoot the ball into Gene Simmons's mouth. Uh, there's big fake guitars, and there's there's a you know, like a Kiss mobile parked out front. It's uh, they got a lot of you know goofy uh, memorabilia. You can buy a T-shirt. Go nuts. What what songs were played on a loop? Because I'm assuming it's just like rock and roll all night, and that's no, it. No, that didn't get played at all. That, what they they. I, I think they just straight up have a random shuffle playlist. Oh, that's good. That's literally everything Kiss. So when we were there, probably there for roughly an hour, I didn't hear one song that I was familiar with. They were all like huh. 1996 Psycho Circus era Kiss or something. Yeah, it was like nothing that anybody likes, uh, really. So. Now, I watched a good chunk of your Kiss Marathon, which you did a few years ago to get people to go to your show. Um and I enjoyed watching it, and I'm pretty sure it didn't actually result in any extra ticket sales. It was a wash at the end of the day. Yeah, you know that's you're really setting yourself up uh, when you when you have a uh, you know a fundraiser and with a big <laughs> sign that says how much funds you're raising, and then you keep looking at it and <laughs> like nothing's happening the entire. Well, Chris, and you were also we were wearing on for like twelve hours. Yeah, you, you were wearing tuxedos, but you also had kiss makeup on. Yeah, I ruined my tuxedo. <laughs> I got ki- I got makeup all over it. I was also sick out of my mind. I was, I've never been. Yeah, 
I was so sick that day, and it was just like, Jesus Christ. Do you I'm, think I'm that miserable. prepared you for both uh, quarantine and getting COVID? Yeah, it was kind of like a nightmare fever dream thing. Um, and yeah, I, I think it made me stronger, ultimately. I've been looking at a Kiss book on my shelf for two months because we have a music book swap that we're doing tomorrow. So I've just been collecting all the music books, and uh, I have yet to even consider cracking open Take It Off kiss uh i think an authorized biography i have no desire you there's gonna be some gems in there and you know it you gotta dig in no i'm good so i think i told you i think i told <laughs> what's, you this. what's your favorite kiss song <laughs> well it's an ace freely song is it uh rocket ride no it's new york city groove Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. It's from the, when they all four of them. Back in the New York City. Yeah. So, well, like, I wonder if the, if Kiss Mini Golf would play that because they replaced Peter and Ace with lookalikes. Or not lookalikes, but different musicians with the same makeup. So, I don't know if they're part of Kiss lore anymore. Does that make sense? They're... Um, treated pretty poorly in, in the Kiss Mini Golf arena. Um... There, yeah, no. There's a mural uh, in the mini golf thing. It's all like you know, a black light painted mural, mm-hmm. and everybody gets like a, a section. But Ace Freely's is uh, him sniffing a bunch of glue. Uh, <laughs> is it really? Like an idiot. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so th- they're they're fucking petty, and it's great, and I love it. That's the only way you should be if you're in the band Kiss. I mean, I, I guess my favorite Kiss anything is the. Uh... Is it called the How Are We Feeling Tonight? The Paul Stanley collection of uh, oh, stage banter. Yeah, that that is a a must uh, here. If if anyone's listening that has not heard this, yeah, I forget what it's called. Um, uh, it's linked yeah, in the podcast description. Stanley. It's it's amazing. Yeah, it's it'll perfect. make you want to drink some cold gin. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. So I was thinking about you because I talked to you and I talked to Esmeralda the week before the last live show and I didn't want to edit the the live show until today. It's been a week because it didn't, it was fun to do, but what happened at that show was just proof that I made the right decision to end the run there. Um, All of the same problems that we had pre pandemic were there, like the sound issues, whatever, half the staff not knowing anything all the normal stuff um the room was set up in a completely different configuration on after 10 years it doesn't matter uh but here's here's the first thing that as to my knowledge has ever happened um at my show is that uh an unstable person came and came to the front that's happened before unfortunately and uh, made the show about them and talked to me for roughly 10 minutes, about 10 minutes yeah, in. So yeah. y- you've had these shows. <laughs> you've performed once. Like, you get it. Yeah, there's that's that's always going to be – there's a chance that could happen. Yeah. Um, did you just, like, like, hey, get the hell out. No. Shut up and leave. <laughs> so <laughs> I've been doing this thing where um, every single episode at the Wonderland, it's always the bartender's birthday. So I just incorporated this – unstable person into that and he happened to be wearing a seattle supersonics hat and this is a thing i've been thinking about for a long time and i i can't flesh it out in anything but kevin durant was the last great sonic and it's sort of unfair that when he went from oklahoma city thunder to 
the Golden State Warriors, people were like, that's BS. Well, that's not BS. He didn't have his home team was taken away. He didn't get drafted by the Thunder. The Thunder like fucked over the Sonics and that's anyways, I think that that's an interesting thing to talk about. So if anything, I confuse the hell out of this crazy person wearing a Sonics hat about that because that's just like what I went in on and then all of a sudden I'm wishing him a happy birthday. So are you telling me this guy's not a Sonics fan? <laughs> yes. So he, he was both confused, but everyone in the friggin' poser. <laughs> everyone in the room was like into it. They liked it, right? And about seven minutes later, he was very upset with me and the other guy on stage. And um, the other guy on stage brought a guitar to sing me a song, and I didn't know that until after the fact. And uh, it's for the best. Because at one point he threatens both of us and he, he calls me a Jim Carrey lookalike. And I take that as a compliment. What? I go on for like three minutes about how Jim Carrey's a fantastic old artist. And anyways, sooner or later he leaves. And the next day, the bartender from the Wonderland, whose birthday we always wish, wish it was, he texts me. He's like, hey, man, just so you know, dude got uh, he, he can't go into Red Rocks anymore because he just pulled a gun there. It's a, it's a bar down the street. Whoa! So it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> and I'm, like, listening back to the you, edit. What the fuck? <laughs> Jesus Christ. And yeah. I'm listening back to the uh, edit. And at one point, he does he threatens me. And I just scream at him. Thank you. <laughs> and I think it disarmed him both literally and figuratively. And he leaves, like, three minutes later. To and go get his gun. To get his gun. So, I forgot. I, yeah, he checks his pockets. Like, ah, rats! I left it at home. Be right back. Well, he, the first thing he does, he comes to the front of the bar. He takes his shoes off. Mm, that's a big red flag. Come on. <laughs> he's like, he's roughly our age, and I'm, I'm talking to the bartender after the show, and he's like, I don't know how that guy got in here. I'm like, you should know that. I. If you're aware that a guy pulled a gun at a different bar down the block. And you know the, who the guy is. Don't let him in your fucking bar. He, he's on a he's That's... on a downward spiral. He I think he worked there for literally one day, and he's like falling asleep at the bar. It's a sad, normal story of like alcohol dependency and insanity and mental health resources. But yeah, there's a lot of things going on. But you don't have yeah. to serve that person at your bar. Yeah, but like the bar is not the. It's not even it's serving. It's just like why are you letting him in? At all. Yeah. So that's just like, oh, I made the right the call. The gun thing is like, a, oh, yeah, you're definitely on the list of like not allowed if you wave guns around. Yeah. That's a huge problem. <laughs> it's a mess. problem. And for a long time, I've been joking like, oh, that's how I will die. Like I go on very small stages. Being a joker. <laughs> being, a, being a real fool. Just <laughs> like throughout the show, I'm like yelling about how I am Q. I am Q enough. And, like, things got out of control. And now a man is bringing guns in the bar. I mean... And he's not even a Sonics fan. And that's really what hurts. And he's a liar about his, yeah, fandom. You can't just scream, I'm in MQ in Washington, (laughs) D.C. Just at a bar. Yeah, you can. Can you? I mean, yeah, but, like, but then it will be someone will shoot you. (laughs) Those people really (laughs) want to... Shoot up a pizza place or whatever they did. Remember the, the guy shot a the place the he pulled a gun. Pizza place. It was a pizza yeah. place. Red Rocks is a pizza place. Yes. Don't go near pizza. 
and stop talking about QAnon. Just knock it off. Uh, so anyways, that's why I'm glad I made the right I think I made the right decision to cancel that run. That would have been huge for uh, publicity, though. Yeah, that would have. Can you imagine? We'd all be talking about it. (laughs) I don't think by now you would. No, I don't think it'd be over. (laughs) So, yeah. We'd all be promoting the show that you just canceled. It'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. I'm just, uh, yeah, I made the right call on that one. Also, the yeah, show the, sounds you know, weird because I'm wearing a mask and everyone's wearing a mask as we should. So it's like, uh, this is bad. But I yeah, the gun is number one. A... The gun is probably the <laughs> biggest one. But and then also some slight audio issues. It's tough. It's tough to mix. You know what I mean? Yeah. So well, when was the yeah, last time no, someone that, made would, a gun at your say... show? <sighs> when was that? Um, I don't think i've ever had a gun experience at a show i've had violence i've seen violence at shows but never a gun yeah no. uh, someone took a piss on the floor one time <laughs> like uh, as part of a bit or no why <laughs> great bit <laughs> i real, think real uh edgy stuff i just pee everywhere <laughs> i'm like 90 percent sure i was part of a show and that was part of it once at like a reading i was doing Somebody peed their pants on purpose. Oh, God. Yeah. That's not reading. <laughs> That's not in the script at all. <laughs> yeah, I think the worst one I've, I've seen is someone piss uh, on the floor, and then she instantly like walked out the building and almost got hit by a car. Whoa. Whoa. It was bad. Yeah, it was. She, we had to stop serving alcohol after that. Was it free it was one of alcohol or something? Yeah, yeah. Was it really? Yeah, no, it was a show I did at, at Saki Records in Chicago. And oh, we shit. Had, um, yeah, I love that show. Some guys homebrewed, and then they they brought over their homebrew and gave it out. Yeah. Um, and then it was, that's not legal. Um, but, and then we had to stop because they were like, if someone does walk out of here and get hit by a car, uh, <laughs> we're pretty much fucked. Was it a performer or <laughs> so, just an audience member? An audience member. Nobody knew who she was. She showed up extremely drunk in the middle of the show. Went into the back room, like which is a like a record store back room. It's just a bunch of boxes of records. It's also a distribution, uh, so it's got like yeah, ten times more records than a normal record store. Yeah, so she just wandered back there, and then uh, she was wearing a dress, and then just pulled up her dress, took a pee, walked out, <laughs> and then almost got hit by a car. Oh my god! Yeah, oh. we're like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Freak everybody out. Who's gonna clean this up? Yeah, I, up? I did not. I feel. Uh, was it Matt? Probably Matt was it Burn. Nick? Shout yeah, out. Matt. Shout out. Hey, Matt. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, good times. So you gotta watch out for that stuff, I guess. You know, that's uh, you gotta be ready for anything. Guns and pee pee. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? I don't know. What we don't have to. We don't have to keep. <laughs> we don't have to keep doing shows where someone might urinate on us or shoot us. Then why are we, we even doing, doing a show? <laughs> we should have upgraded by now. I've got new venues for April and May lined up, but part of me is a little disappointed because, like, the likelihood of a gun is very low. It's like, well, um, you know. 
Maybe. I don't know. People love them. They do. They're very popular. <laughs> uh, I liked what you wrote today for Recommend If You Like. You wrote about movie uh, songs, songs written for movies that appear during the end credits. There's there's some um, interesting uh, choices in there. I wish I could have. Uh, I want to do a complete list. You know, I'm missing a That's lot. That's not possible. I wanted. I want every single one. <laughs> so my, uh, I almost requested that you edit it because, but I didn't really want to wait because you do mention the Matrix and Rage Against the Machine in the intro, and that song was not written for the Matrix, so it does not qualify. But. Do you know if the song that ends the second Matrix, the one by Dave Matthews Band, was written for the film? Because I think it was. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I forgot about that one. I, um, there's that's it. Probably was. It's a weird choice. Yeah, very weird. My absolute favorite. Why is this film using this song? Is um, this first Stone Cold Steve Austin film where he? Do you know this? <laughs> Uh, no, wait. It's the one wait, that got the biggest the push. The first one. The first one. Like, he was still in WWE, but he was injured. So, like, they kind of had him in the company. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Should have looked this up. Um, Is it like a WWE, like, produced film? Yeah, it was the first one, and it had a huge push, and they had the um, premiere, like, during WrestleMania weekend. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Is it uh, damage or is it hurt to kill? The Condemned. 2007. It was a big film. That film and credits is uh, Ryan Adams to be young. That seems weird. Yeah. Because the last time that was. But also, like, I don't know what they're supposed to be. What's. What is. Yeah. Well, it's they drop 10 condemned prisoners on an island and they kill each other. It's Hunger Games before Hunger Games. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then it's To Be Young is To Be High by Ryan Adams. Does it work? No. I guess now it works because of who he is, and now that we know, it kind of fits. But That he's a bad guy? Yeah, he's a bad guy. No, it makes no fucking sense. Any WWE (laughs) theme would have been better. Any of the butt rock would have made sense. Yeah, put in the glass breaking, whatever, yeah. Just loop the Stone Cold theme four times. That's better. That makes no sense. No one would mind. No. Absolutely no one. That's why we're here. It's a good song. I mean, it's not a good song, but it's, you want to hear, when you hear it, you're happy you're hearing it. (laughs) (sighs) I've played that song while DJing. Oh, we did a show at a rock club called Black Hat, and um, I think it was in an all, I think I I booked an all women bill, and then I was the only one, and I hosted it, and my friend Chris DJed. So everyone got their own theme music, but my theme music was just the Stone Cold theme music over and over again. So eight by eight means eight performers. So I had my theme music play ten times. So within it's, an, great. it's a great a ninety yeah. minute period, everyone heard that song ten times. So you think that people liked it? Oh, they loved it. Everyone started <laughs> smashing glass and bringing guns to shows. Yeah, throwing a throwing you a cold Steve Weiser. That's got it. That's like number one on my list of things I want to do on stage that I haven't I haven't done. 
have someone throw you an open beer. <laughs> have no, no, no. Well, you they, open they would it. Throw them no, closed. no, no. You, they yeah. throw you two closed ones. You open them and you smash them over your head, and then yeah, you drink about four ounces of beer total. It's a, it's it's a little messy. I I'm, that's number one on my list of things I want to do before I stop. Well, you you got to do that at the end of the show. That's all. I've also wanted to have like thirty shitty microphones ready to go and after every time I get a laugh or anything I smash it and then get a new one it's pretty uh, 30 laughs during a show I, I don't know that's a, <laughs> that's a lot it's a lot of laughs by the end of the show there was just like 25 microphones still there like really thought it was gonna go a little bit better <laughs> I was prepared for anything. <laughs> what have you what have you not done on stage that you really want to do? I'm good. <laughs> I did it all. <laughs> you peed in the back of a record store? Oh god. Yeah, that's um I'm what I'm trying to think if there's anything that's like, oh I gotta I I think it's I'm fine. I've 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 told jokes and danced around a little bit. I think that's pretty good. <laughs> that's I think you just wrote what's going to be on your tombstone. <laughs> Danced around a little bit. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, that's that sounds good to me. Uh, have you smashed a guitar? How rude would that be to smash a guitar? <laughs> How unbelievably rude to smash a guitar. I've accidentally broken a guitar on stage. Why did you just like drop it? I kind of threw it and it hit a wall and and that was it. And I it was a pretty decent like $500 flying V, um but not the Ooh. cool Jackson kind, the like shitty early aughts late 90s Pantera kind, which was was Yeah, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all Man, high. I, end. Yeah. And I bought it off of a cokehead for $50. So I was like, I don't care. I'll play this. So I played it for two shows. So I had it for two weeks. And the second show, I was I was at Planet Liars Club. And uh, I had happy energy. And I threw the guitar. And I couldn't play the guitar anymore. I mean, it's it sounds like it was a fleeting magic thing. Yeah. It, it lived and you know its what? best It sounds life. like you enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to pick that up ever it just screams i'm on drugs anyways so it's for the best <laughs> the flying v is a weird look for like a bar show yeah also i'm playing like garage rock which is the exact opposite tone you want yeah <laughs> this is all high end and all i yeah. want is low end it doesn't it doesn't really work but it's a it's a fun look oh, and you can great. you can really yeah people are gonna people are gonna want to watch a flying v yeah have you broken anything on stage? Um, probably. I'm trying to think if anything has gone like really, really bad. I got punched in the face one time on stage. Maybe we talked about that one before, but I, I fell I into Please a continue. mandolin. You fell? Wait, wait! You fell into a mandolin? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like opening for a band. No one cared. And, uh, and so my buddy ran on stage and socked me in the ear. Um, cause he thought that was, I th- I guess it was like, was jackass popular at the time? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's always been popular. So, uh, so yes, the answer is always yes. Um, <laughs> 
but yeah, no, um, and because it, he thought it would like help the show because I was I was bombing. Did it help? I mean, it made me leave. <laughs> <laughs> so that was it. Made me stop doing it. So yes, it it did help the show. Jesus. I was like, well, that's enough of that. Oh. But so I don't I don't think I broke anything. But it, you know, I fell onto an instrument. But a mandolin is like tiny. Pretty yeah. You, did it's, you it's break it? Silly. No, no, nothing broke. It was How did everything you was safe. Fall I, into a mandolin and not break it. I I mean, like I think it, I didn't like hit the dirt. I think I just like stumbled. You know, caught me off guard. Um, you know. Probably just like knocked it off its little stand. Was the band upset with you? No one was paying any attention. <laughs> no one. <laughs> they didn't know what was going on. They were like probably at the bar. No one knew what mm. was happening. There's no one looking at the stage when this happened, but I was supposed to be performing. Oh, Jesus. When is the next time you're supposed to perform? I don't, I, there's nothing. I got nothing. You feel okay about that? Mm, sure. <laughs> I'm. I think it, I don't want to get into doing stand up yep. uh, nightly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm at this point. Like I don't really feel like it. So that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. I. Uh... I'll do other things like uh, watch a movie with my wife. Ooh, what's on the docket? Take that, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> I'm out there oh, grinding. The new on... <laughs> Dave Chappelle special with your wife? <laughs> oh, man. I haven't seen it yet. I, didn't, I did not watch it. It's the, I think the first time I'm like, I don't, I'm not even, I'm not really curious about this one. Oh, I was curious. I think I get it. <laughs> you I'm, know, I I'm think glad I can I imagine what's, what's on it. Yeah. So I was. Is it good? So. It's in terms of okay, what is good? <laughs> like great question. <laughs> and like it's he he falls into every single trope and I did an hour long episode about this with this wonderful professor of American literature specifically about Mark Twain. Um he wrote this amazing piece for like the Los Angeles Times review of books or something, right? So I reached out to him and we talked about it, and I I think we I, we came to the same conclusion based on it. and this is based on the last special, not the one that came out this week, um, or I guess this start started where um he he always wants to be both the authority and the victim, which is is it's a very hard thing to do, and uh I don't know if it's ever been done well because. If you're an orator, you, how are you both the strong man and the weak person? It's the exact same thing Trump does. It's the exact same thing like QAnon. Not QAnon, actually, but a lot of the same thing you'd see on OAN, right? Where even though I'm the person in power, I'm the lowest on the totem pole. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's like the the Nixon playbook. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what he's doing now, which is a, it's a, it's a, it's a shame. There's no way around it because if you watch – stuff from 25 years ago of him. He's not doing that, but he's yeah. still so good as a person talking into a microphone that yes, to dismiss everything is not funny is easy to do, but no, there's some really funny stuff in this, but like overall it's not, it's just sad. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, that's that. I, I think I get it. I think I'm probably in a similar place with it. I, I just didn't want to uh, watch it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> and I watched it, well, like, yeah, I watched it, and I'm glad I did, because, um, I don't know, it's, I'm paying stupid money to watch Netflix anyways, I might as well watch the premiere stuff, and I understand every single person that wants to not work with Netflix because of it, and whatever, I don't care, uh, but I don't think I care because I'm my age, and... It's one of those things where, I don't know, it's not paying my bills. And I thought I should be aware of it because it might impact what we publish. Um, and it definitely dominates a lot of the Twitter discourse of our followers. And when I say R, I mean recommend if you like. Like, I'd say a quarter of the people on there that follow us and back and forth have been talking about this in the last day, you know? And that's pretty yeah. rare. So. That's another reason why I wanted to actually watch the thing rather than just dismiss the thing. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, you're working for you have to publish shit. Yeah, <laughs> you like about entertain. You have to watch it if that's you know that's part of the job. It's like a work uh, requirement, basically. But I'm also it bums me out when people can't go like it's like the it's like the Astros, right? The Astros cheated in the World Series but they were not punished nearly enough to actually stop their full momentum. Now the Astros are probably going to beat the White Sox. Just to say, like, well, they're a bunch of cheaters. It's like, yes, they are a bunch of cheaters, but they still, like, they're the best at cheating, and they're really good at all the things in addition to cheating, and that's how I feel about this thing. It's like, I don't like yeah, what this is, but, like, let's admit X, Y, and Z are really working here. No, like, I mean, uh, Dave Chappelle is one of the best stand-up comics, like, just controlling a room, being on mic, he's just the best, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but, it, yeah, I don't know, at this point it's just like, I don't, like, want to hear any old people <laughs> talk about, like, oh, the, the kids these days shit, it's just like, yeah. I don't care. That being said, I just listened to Carlin's big book from the late 90s, and there's a lot of that stuff, but it's it's fun. It doesn't come off as like as as hateful. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. I mean, like there's not to say there's no like gripes with things existing, but like <laughs> I think the targets that Chappelle is choosing are different than like uh TikTok or kids on their damn phones or whatever. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I don't I don't like any stand up comedy anymore. <laughs> I've I've uh, burnt my brain on uh, on watching it so much, and I've seen so much that it's just like I don't know, man. It's going to take a lot to get me on board with something. Yeah, I get that. I I do. I am glad I watched it also because I I think that your statement is pretty common, and it's going to be rare and rare where people watch anything like like tentpole specials like this one like i don't think nearly as many people will watch the next mulaney just due to the divorce that's really weird <laughs> I, I don't know we we've gone through like this cycle of like burning out all these stand-up comics like dave Chappelle has like what five six specials in the last few years mm -hmm. and it's just like w there's nothing special about something if there's 30 of them 
it's i don't know it's we're just like watching a dude riff now and it's like i'd rather somebody put together a a piece you know what i mean like it feels like the jam session instead of an album kind of thing and i would rather have people making the album that's fair that's fair i don't think i like anything though fair that's also fair you don't have to like anything at all <laughs> i think that's why i'm just like drawn more and more to sports the older i get and I'd, I care less and less about the outcome of everyone involved. And, and that's horrible. You mean like the outcome of a game or like, ah, oh, that guy got CTE. CTE. Like, oh, oh yeah, okay. all the coaches are horrible? Guess what? All the everyone is horrible. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Sooner or later, somebody's going to bring a gun and it's going to work. And that's it. And that's the show. So, fuck it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's where I'm at. <laughs> Well, it happens. Yeah, you know, every once in a while. You're going to get a, a little bit of that. Law of averages. Yeah. Do enough shows, you're going to see a gun getting waved around over somebody's head. Hey, smart guy, Mr. Funny. I hope you don't die, if that means anything. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, well... <laughs> Cancel culture, am I right? Yeah, man. There's um, that's I, if any the second somebody says that, I'm just like I'm. I don't care anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I'm already checked out. Yeah. What if I name my kid Cancel Culture? I'm surprised that Elon Musk and Grimes didn't name their their firstborn Cancel Culture. That would have been pretty kick ass. <laughs> well, I think their kid's name is not pronounceable. Yeah, it's like a series of like numbers and letters. Yeah, that's that's not a curse. <sighs> Real cool. <laughs> cool dude. Well, on that note, uh, you got anything spooky planned for the weekend? Um, I'm gonna watch the Bears game. That's pretty scary. Ooh, who are you watching it with? That'll be. I'll be watching it with uh, Colin Crawford. Oh, nice. Place. He's a, he's a Bears boy. Please call all of us Bears boys from now. Yeah. All right. All you Bears boys. I hope you have a, a, a fun game. We might, actually. Uh, there's a chance Fields gets to do what he wants, and that's good for everyone involved. It's exciting. I, I In the back of my head, I, I feel like, oh, he's going to get like hit and break his leg. <laughs> no, he's just going to get uh, coached to failure. I'm convinced Trubisky's a good quarterback, and... I'm convinced that the Bills are going to have um, a record like locked up by like week 14 and Trubisky is going to start the last three games of the year and just be lights out. And we'll all realize like, oh, it was never his fault. It was always the coaches. And, and we're just going to repeat this cycle forever. Yeah, get Matt Nagy out of there. And I think uh, there's a chance that the Bears could be good. Yeah, agreed. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Unlike your not. team, who's just going to like, stroll into the playoffs with like an 11 and six record and then just go all the way again. Mm, it's going to be, it's pretty tough. This year's way tougher than I thought. Browns, Ravens, uh, bills are all legit chargers too. Yeah. But all you really need to worry about for the Ravens is like one more COVID anything, which is inevitable. Uh, don't tell me <laughs> yeah, you're actually, don't tell me you're actually concerned about losing to fucking Baker Mayfield in anything real. 
not not really, but it, this the first game this year was closer than it should have been. That's fair. It's also the first week of the season, and you are everyone's white whale. That's how it is. Every every game is the Super Bowl. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Everyone's playing a Super Bowl that against the Chiefs. So, so. it's that's that's rough, rough stuff. <laughs> I like that if you look at the numbers, like the amount of four down attempt, fourth down attempts against the yeah. Chiefs, it's like it's crazy. Anyway, who gives a shit about this? <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, casually talking sports now. <laughs> yeah, why not? It's the only thing that brings me joy. Yeah, it's it, you should do a football podcast. You should no. do a specific football spinoff podcast. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. I that's the people want the 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 branding of like ah the football show this is where I go to get my football fix. I you did know? that for three years, yeah. two years. You were part of it. Yeah, it was. Um, then how'd it go? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> Had a good time. Yeah. All right. Well, have fun this weekend. Bear down. Yeah, you too, bear boy. <laughs> You, Me, Them, Everybody is made by me, Brandon Weatherby. Our theme music is by Daniel Knox. Our art is by Jillian Ron. You can hear all 13 years of shows at youmethemeverybody.com. If you're listening to this in Spotify or on iTunes, the last year of episodes are available uh, with some sprinklings of the other ones. If you want the rest of the catalog, which features over 700 episodes, you, me, them, everybody. Com. Our Patreon page is on our About page. It's all there. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. At sign Y-M-T-E. Thanks for listening. I'll hug the places that you've been sleeping. Friends and family, I'll be keeping.